0: Hey guys, Um, so back at it, back in the saddle here after a week of Laracon in Nashville. I'm sure I'm going to have a lot to say and probably a bunch of these um, podcast episodes, but this actually has nothing to do with Laracon at all. The reason I hit record is, and I I forget what I've talked about recently about this HTMX thing. Um, HTMX is a package that allows you it's, it's very similar to Livewire actually it's just much less opinionated and not framework specific um basically you know html over the wire kind of tool where right in your html you can say like when i hit this button fetch you know the html from this endpoint and replace this element with that new html that's kind of the gist anyway um i've been a long time user of it when it was intercooler i used it um so yeah it was called intercooler before htmx and it was like such a, a a worse name. So really good job on changing the name to HTMX. But anyway, it is a tool that's like right in line with my, you know, philosophy. So at the time when I was sort of, you know, awakening from the, the delusion that like JavaScript SPAs are the only way to write modern applications, it was um, tools like Intercooler, that I sort of landed on and eventually, you know, ended up going writing Livewire. but nonetheless, it was super unpopular and small and really niche. And there's a few other ones. There's unpoly. I'm pretty sure it's called unpoly is another tool in that ecosystem. That's very actually similar to HTMX. And, and then of course there's like hot stimulus and live wire and live view and all that, whatever. But HTMX is like hot now. And the JavaScript community is like, uh, what are we missing out on? HTMX is like apparently what the cool kids use now, mostly because, and I've talked about this on this show kind of recently, that there's this new phenomenon of, of Twitter de- dev influencers, like the primogen and all the people kind of, that kind of hang off him. I sort of see him as like the ringleader, you know? And, and so now this thing happens where stuff just becomes really popular. Like, um ideas or whatever it's just like all of a sudden they're the cool kids and what the cool kids say is cool everyone else thinks is cool you know for that minute and i actually think they're cool like i think the the is pretty cool personally um and i think he's really smart so i do care about his takes but there is also an element of like <laughs> they're kind of they're degens in a sense they're like um they're trolling like people all the time like they're I don't know. That's not even the right word. I can't think of the right word. Like maybe the love for HTMX is almost like a meme at this point. Um, So they they start hyping up this HTMX thing. All of a sudden you're seeing it everywhere. And it's funny because they create this hype for some reason and it gets created somewhere somehow. And I don't know the origins of the love for HTMX. And then lots of other people go, Oh, this is the hot thing. I got to learn it. I got to write about it. I got to care about it. So all of a sudden there's all this stuff coming out in the, in the community. So I actually hopped on one of these Twitch streams where the primogen was going to like use HTMX or something. And, and I got to say it was, I and Carson, the creator of HTMX was on that stream and he was just in the chat. And I, I don't know how he feels about the stream, but like that these streams are not educational per se. You know, they're, they're crazy. I am not involved in communities like that. So I'm not really used to, it's like oh it's entertainment is what it is. And if you're there for like HTMX education, especially if you created HTMX, you gotta be just like quaking. Like <laughs> the way that like they're like, all right, yeah. They write like three at least at least on the stream I was on, it's like three lines of code per minute because because rightfully so to be a good streamer, to make it entertaining, you interact with the chat and with the group. And there's so much group and chat interaction that it's like, it really is like an ADHD nightmare. You know, there's like no focus to be found. It's just, Oh, it is something it's a spectacle, but I did come up disappointed of like, like interesting. Like why is he using HTMX within leptos, which is like a full stack, not live wire ask, but kind of, you know, framework. It's more like react, but, um, Uh, front-end framework in in rust and so he was using htmx with leptos which was weird and and i just felt like i walked away from it and like anybody who watched that stream didn't really get what htmx is after leaving it so i say that all to say i'm like lobbing some kind of soft criticism at like there's this really kind of crazy htmx hype but it seems pretty like thinly veiled or or it's a thin veil or something. I don't know. It's not, there's not a lot of like real people who will use HTMX and love it and are hyping it. It's more like the influencers are ironic, somewhat ironically hyping it. And, and also HTM like Carson who runs the HTMX. Well, who is HTMX, but he is the guy behind the, the Twitter account and the tweets are, he's a shit poster. You know, he's just like, He's got meme tweets. His tweets are just funny, you know? That's kind of his whole bit. It's not and it's entertaining and so people follow, you know, his Twitter account. So he's this whole thing has sort of risen to fame because of all of this. Not because HT, I again, I love HTMX in fact. It like has inspired me to write Livewire, which is my life pursuit. So I am in for it and I'm like, yeah, like this is really good that it's getting the stage. I guess a good thing is even though they're just kind of meme hyping it, a lot of people are, you know, like me, are just just think it's being hyped, and and that's and so it actually turns into it being hyped. You know, <laughs> it translates to oh, it actually is being genuinely hyped because people are kind of, you know, hype hyping it. I don't know. <laughs> um, so so it is like good because it kind of lays the foundation for tools like LiveWare and Alpine to have a, a place at the table like when you have converse like front-end conversations with front endy people they just don't get it they're like oh so what is it like you know i actually had a really well-meaning conversation with a really good person um like a month ago and and trying to explain to them they're like a good react developer like top tier um and they're kind of like interested in like, oh what are you doing you know oh it's live where i've been hearing all this stuff about it yeah they don't get it You know, they have no place, they have no slot for it to sit into because they don't, they're not really full stack developers that come from that realm. So when you have these front end conversations, it's like, obviously like react and Svelte and Vue are all alternatives to each other and solid and lit and all that stuff. when you start adding in things like alpine it's like well this seems really limiting well you're not getting the full picture or Livewire, and it's like oh that's just some obscure laravel thing or htmx is like when would we use this who has access to the back end at all you know but now like it'll have a conversation it it kind of because it's being so center stage it exposes that gap in the front end you know just the front end world and and speak front end talk you know um it creates a place and so now it's like you could say oh liveware is kind of like htmx for laravel you know and like people have a place for it which is cool um or alpine is like oh it pairs really well with things like htmx and so if everybody knows htmx at least just because of its little hype train it's like oh okay that makes sense you know so that's all really cool um what did i actually come on here to say oh so this is the whole bit that's just kind of like a quick brief history on HTMX stuff. The bit is that bummer for, well, I actually messaged Carson. Um, He's a wonderful guy and has reached out to a few of us, people who maintain software that's somewhat similar. And we've, you know, kind of hung out and shared notes and stuff. So I messaged him just to congratulate him on like the hype or whatever. Like, uh, Hey, cool to see because he deserves it. He's been at this thing for probably i don't know eight years probably more than that like good for you man that you're getting center stage and he he kind of was like yeah thanks but also like i'm an introvert and it's you know it's a little taxing so he's probably getting invited on the podcast all the time okay so now we wake up to twitter bashing htmx (laughs) so there's a few things there's some people that are like what how is this useful or where where is this useful or what how do i you know like so there's some people that's just like Yeah, if you're only a front-end developer, you're going to be really confused by HTMX. But also, like, HTMX, you know, injects HTML and doesn't, like, I don't know what its level of sanitization is, but presumably it could open your app up to cross-site, you know, security attacks. If you didn't sanitize, if, like, you allowed a user to save some form with HTML in it and then you, like, swapped it into the page at runtime or something like that, that is like, you know, whatever, a hole in HTMX and and it's not though. Like it I guess it is in a sense if you're not protecting if you're not sanitizing user input and you're showing it to all users, you know, the same as like showing markdown, rendering markdown. Um, those things kind of exist. I wonder if like LiveWire doesn't really I'm trying to think why LiveWire doesn't introduce this vulnerability. Um I guess in laravel you're just protected because when you echo things into html that those strings are being escaped so you're safe um but in htmx you might be using it in a back-end context that doesn't have that protection and so i don't know actually the full breadth of the criticism but the point is and so the prime the prime the primogen or prime he just tweeted this morning like you know yeah i guess if you if you're not like safe on the back end this is not good um, and maybe it has like more of a um, attack surface area than Livewire because it doesn't use a morphing tool it just um, at least to my knowledge HTMX just swaps the html into the page and i think you can use Morphdom or you know use some kind of morphing thing like opt into it but i think by default it's not and you know maybe maybe that somehow does something i don't know whatever point is that as quickly as they hype it, they tear as quickly as they build it up, they tear it down, you know, because as soon as that thing gets center stage, it's just a race for people to dethrone it basically. And that is actually a big reason why I'm not super evangelical about really anything for that reason. But, specifically my tools, you know, I think a lot more strongly about the tools I build than I lead on, you know, at least than I say publicly. I'm not one to write posts about why everyone else is wrong and I'm right, you know, although I think that um, in a certain context, you know, you've, I'm sure you've heard me blabber on about like my kind of whole life's thing that front-end development has gotten just insanely complex and it's and tons of developers are just misguided because they think it's the only way and we're sitting here just writing you know we're we're running productivity circles around them and and they think that we're dumb you know and it's like oh my gosh you have it so opposite um you're dumb no <laughs> but yeah so i've i'm pretty like meek about the tools i don't do a lot of thought leadership i guess thought leadership is like a weird thing in general um you're kind of asking for it you know and so with this it's like a reminder of like oh yeah you know they're just yanking your chain they're just pulling you up to just to, to push you down like that's and it's not like w- there's some evil person doing this it's just the way things go is new things are cool and everybody wants to be everybody nobody wants to to be seen as like left behind you know so there's this cycle of like not being on the newest thing, you know, and so that's how these things get pushed up and hyped up. You want to have the latest thought. The whole thing is a conversation of back and forth publicly, you know, this whole Twitter public, not just Twitter, but Twitter's kind of the center, the beating heart of it. The conversation that happens back and forth where somebody says this is good. And people say, oh, that's good. And then they, and then somebody else says, well, that's not actually as good as this. And then everybody else goes, oh, that's not actually as good as this. So now this is the good thing. And everybody wants to know the latest, you know, the, the, the bleeding edge of that conversation, you know, and, but because the fear is, or or the belief is that this conversation is leading us towards truth or that each, each response attached onto the end of this conversation is the most true thing because it's taken all the things before into account iterated on them and generated a response that is novel or better or addresses problems or something or brings something new to the table so it is the most true thing it's the best thing and that's the reason that we're always moving you know and i think there's truth in that to a degree but there's also some fallacies in it because there's just because of that that mechanic it's like There's this race to dethrone the currently thought of as good thing. And it's not just that something else is better. It's that something different is perceived as better or something with a different set of trade-offs is now better because it's newer. There's this bias, you know, and that force of nature, that thing, it's like, I'm almost, I think, yeah, I'm just like hesitant to be put in that limelight because, um, because I will get torn down. And I don't want to have to defend these things to everybody. It's like, you know, maybe it'll just be the people who are into it are into it. And we'll just quietly, like, be really productive and happy, you know. Um, and Laravel has sort of <coughs> done this to a degree in the broader ecosystem. We're sort of, you know, quietly, happily doing our thing and and really enjoying what we do. And that's, that's you know, uh, one of the... Yeah, so I guess... I came here to say it's a bummer that HTMX is now getting shat on, but it makes a lot of sense. It just comes with the throne and it was never a true throne to begin with. It was just another iteration, this hype cycle. And now I'd say, hopefully the takeaway after all this settles is that, um, and by all this, I mean, it's just like that, tier of people that talk about stuff that i talked about another thing that i'm like actually don't love this about twitter this whole like new thing where it's you just talk about stuff you know and you're not like building stuff or writing like thoughtful you know experience based things it's just like random takes on stuff and then people's takes on those takes it's very fleeting and very hollow and this is yet another chapter in that and but i hope that the result of this You know hollow pursuit is that people now understand tools like htmx and are pumped about them or think they're cool you know and it would be a real darn shame if people left this thinking that htmx is just a security hole laden thing but here's the thing even me saying this is perpetuating that um that negative bias where somebody can find it's the same with alpine and um uh, what's it called? Uh, Freaking. If you don't, if you have a content security policy on your site that enforces like unsafe evaluations, does disallows them in JavaScript. Like Alpine relies on unsafe evaluation to work. That's how every expression works. The same as views. You know, inline syntax, runtime. You know, runtime build works. Anyway, but you can basically put something on your site that disallows these quote unquote dangerous things for you know like a banking application that you really just need to ensure that that uh, the browser is blocking you know attack vectors more so than even just your application or developers are Um, but anyway so you could take that and just say like alpine is insecure it has the csp vulnerability and that is true and that's something i dealt with since you know like alpine got some amount of traction of course there was that in fact i think the i think dhh sort of turned his nose up at it or maybe it wasn't dhh it was one of the maintainers of those of stimulus um i forget whatever i forget his name he's a good really good developer um one of the maintainers of stimulus like turned his nose up at H, at alpine was like this is unsafe you know about this has unsafe evaluation in its core so it like won't work on csb sites and that's whatever and so they kind of just dismissed it. And so I've dealt with this before. And I really think if Alpine, you know, became the thing everybody thought was the best thing, somebody, this would be the low hanging fruit, like go dethrone it with a CSP policy violation or whatever. It's like, and then everybody will just say, Oh, it's actually, so I say that to say that even my statement of saying, I hope that our takeaway from this is good and not bad. is like, I'm just adding to the bad conversation by talking about it. You know, so much of this is just like, talking about stuff puts it elevates it and the trick is is like the trick is is to not really engage with a lot of these things um it's kind of hard not to when sometimes <laughs> all right i'll probably talk about other stuff soon um